Welcome back, my friends, to the Swiss Power, where IT leaders share the insight with other leaders and others that want to lead. My name is Carlos Vargas. It's 2024, and we're back with our two hosts, Harry Hilton and Paul Lewis. Hello, guys. Yeah. I'm going to cut you off right there, Carlos, because I am so <laughs> frustrated with what I've been dealing with this this week. You, you um, don't have his level is, of excitement? Is that what you're saying? And this is, oh, my, I have, the, I have his level of excitement, but just not in the same way. <laughs> right. <laughs> right? I'd like to take a moment and direct my excitement to the fine folks at Marriott Hotels. <laughs> so I'm in Santa Barbara for my um, FY25 planning, right? Doing some executive planning, right? It's kind of the season for it, right? Right. It was the season for Jingle Bells. Now it's now it's the season for Jingle right. to Hell. So you right? guys as like we, to start your we... year before you strategic plan versus doing it beforehand. Uh, our year doesn't actually start till April. Oh, okay, all right. Good timing, then. right? So, so yeah, so we are, we are, we are in our Q4, so we are appropriately planning. Got it. Um, I go on Marriott's app. I pull up a hotel that seems both reasonably priced and has solid pictures. Whoever they hire to do the pictures is a damn wizard. Like this person, this, it's like Ansel Adams and this person <laughs> in creating a, a, an attractive landscape from nothingness. Right. right. Um, I arrive to see that the hotel that I expected to be a mission style, almost resort is in fact a two story um, skid row warehouse that was converted to a tiny apartment uh, mm -hmm. or a tiny hotel. Um, it's so fresh that the signage is a plastic banner posted up on the wall. So there is a right? neighborhood Kinko's then, is that what you're telling me? So, so uh, it is right across the street from the Spearmint Rhino. If that <laughs> if that helps anyone out, right? Like, um, so it would have been a tent city, but I think they moved everybody inside to clean up the neighborhood. <laughs> right, right, it's cool. Um, yeah. You can hear every noise that happens in the hotel, including when someone shows up at eleven o'clock, um, recently arrived from Las Vegas, I assume. Right, <laughs> right. My my absolute favorite kind of crap. Um, Nothing gives you quite as much comfort as when you go to check in and they go, oh, you must be Mr. Holton because you are our last and final guest of the evening. Wow. Right. And, and I didn't arrive at 11. I arrived at 915. <laughs> Jeez. Right. So I get to my king room, the largest okay. of the available options, <clears throat> and I open the door and the door clears the bed by about an eighth of an inch. You currently can touch the front door now. Is that so? Well, co correct. So the desk that they gave me is, I'm going to measure it here. Uh, it's three and a half feet wide by 16 inches deep. 16 inches. Does your laptop yeah. even fit? Uh, I'm currently on my iPad, so no. No. <laughs> so that laptop doesn't fit on the desk. Right. So this is marketed as a business hotel or yeah this is this is part of their moxie line which is okay. kind of the the hip hot w right it is none of those things right you have to assemble your own shower right there's <laughs> not enough that. room for the shower to exist in functional like in a functional way and the toilet to be usable it right. is it is literally impossible you have to swing a glass partition open which then touches the toilet right now all of this is fine except a block away is Santa Barbara's Californian hotel. Mm -hmm. The Californian is a four star plus high end hotel. You could see cross shopping that with like a, maybe a four seasons, mm. right? a Palm if you're in New York. Um, that is $50 more a night. Mm. Right? USD. 
USD, USD. So like, I don't know, $3,600 a night difference exactly. between it and like Canadian. Almost impossible to move. Right, right. Um, <laughs> additionally, uh, when I laid down on the bed, something poked me. And I look, and and it, they've got this like a colorful bed topper blanket thing. Yeah. It is covered in shards of metal. <laughs> like beads. like uh, No, no, no. Like, like, like something went horribly wrong, and they've got this like twisted, these twisted shards of metal and pieces of broken metal on the bed. <laughs> it's the weirdest thing. It's not, it's not like it's big pieces or be easily identifiable. So after I picked out about 20 of them and threw them away, I then rolled up the blanket and stuffed it in the closet. Right. I don't know how you get in that sort of situation, but it wasn't great, right? Um, there's obvious misses by the kind of cleaning crew in between guests, you know, the standard stuff. I, I'm okay with all of that. What I'm not okay with is I never would have chosen this hotel had there been a way for me to recognize that this is what was happening. Right. I would have simply paid more money. I had the option to do that, right? And have so you brings... after the fact gone to reviews to see if this was like a two-star kind of adventure? I don't believe the, the Bonvoy app has reviews. If it does, they don't make those easy to find. I see. They do. Right. It is not easy to find. And in the past, yes. like they've changed it, let's say 18 months ago. Uh, now you can't search them and you can only see the last dozen or so. Right. Versus before you could say, oh, I'm looking for a shower. And then it would tell you everything about the showers. Right, right. I can see that. Yeah. Um, so I, I will say, uh, yeah, the like the picture that's featured is not the picture of the waterman. Um, I'm gonna see. I'm gonna see if I can. It's not the. It's not the hotel you're currently. It's not at all the hotel. So, so this is the picture, and you can see like that's yeah. a beautiful Spanish. Sure. Okay, so yeah, let's assume they got creative. This building doesn't exist anywhere. I love that. It's, oh, yeah, that... Thumb, thumbs down is so appropriate. So this building doesn't exist that. anywhere, right? This palm tree doesn't exist. There, yeah. It's surrounded on all sides by parking lots. So this grass is a complete fabrication. There is no like trellis or whatever the heck this, this little yeah. architectural bump is. It's a two-story building, so that's accurate. And there is no pool. The pool's at the courtyard. You have to go to the courtyard if you want to. <laughs> it's a shared pool. Right. It is, in fact, a shared pool. But, but it's not attached to this building in any way. Right. Right. So you're saying uh, it's generative AI, that picture. I'm saying it is, yeah, something. And it's Full right next shot. to the freeway. The freeway, the, the highway is right there. Right. Right. The 101 is right there. Did they, did um, they mention its convenience to the highway? They, they did not. <laughs> the notes. They did not. <laughs> right. So that so, got me thinking like, why is customer experience so bad in so mm -hmm. many of these things that we use? Mm -hmm. Right. Like, uh, why can't I set up a custom profile that says these are all the things that I like? And when you show me hotels, show me in them in the order of the likelihood that I'm going to like the hotel. Right. Right. Show them to me in the order of the likelihood that I'm going to make a selection. Give me the ability to prioritize features. Like in some cases, I'm going to a conference. I, I want to be as close to the conference, preferably on pro property as possible, or I don't care about that at all. Right. Like this stuff is really easy and should be easy. Why do they make it so hard? I mean, maybe it's because then no one would ever state the moxie and it would go out of business and they'd lose the property, but maybe they right. shouldn't have bought it in the first place if that's the reality, because <laughs> I will never stay here again. Especially in the hotel, restaurant, car rental industry, it's a lot of um, self-identifying searching, right? So each one right. of the hotels determine what their 
what their key criteria are, right? What their key value is. And they put that into the website. So even if you were searching it, it would still be based on the manager of that Moxie to determine that 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 they check mark the pool, even though sure. it's not really a pool. Yeah. But isn't right. like some things basics, like how I was mentioning? Like the courtyard, you know that you're not gonna get free breakfast. But you know that right. on the fair field is more of a family right. light breakfast to go out. Correct. You know that the W, you're gonna have a, a larger experience or even a the Sheraton you get the lounge. Right. Right. So like is a lounge important? Yeah, I want to check that box. So just show me the hotels that have lounges and deprioritize the ones that don't. Right. Right. Like all of those things um, are valuable. And if loyalty really matters, then so should the experience. Right. Right. And they've they've shown the loyalty programs are billion dollar businesses. So therefore the loyalty absolutely matters. And yet they do nothing to really give you that experience. Does this go beyond hospitality for you? Like uh, it's in everywhere. Grocery, in the other retail? Oh, no, it's, it's absolutely everywhere. It's a technology right. problem. It's an, uh, no, no, the technology exists, right? So, so that means it's a people problem. <laughs> right. Right? They, they don't implement the technology properly. They don't invest in the technology properly. They don't think about how, like, like they don't think about the customer experience and the customer desire and the wish when designing the technology. Do you think um, this has been a decline or they just never fixed what the 10 year problem was? No, I think it's, I think they never fixed okay. what the problem is, right? They kind of went, we need a mobile app. Let's make a mobile app. Here's a mobile app. Right. Right. That's not at all what I want. <laughs> right. Right. I mean, ultimately, what we're what we've come back to is, at some point, it's just easier to call a person and go, "Hey, this is what I'm looking for. Find me a hotel that me that meets these requirements." Right, right. Because it's not. So what it what is do you think the impediment? If the technology is not the impediment, is it priority? So, was there are organizations spending their money on something else and not customer journey, customer experience, customer? Buy yeah, they're hiring the wrong people. Hmm. They're, they're flat hiring the wrong people, right? Um, the, and, and I'm kind of going to take a, ta a, a, a have a take on this that I didn't have, didn't think about, well, 30 seconds ago even. Um, the right the right place to solve this is is in middle management, hmm. right? Um, middle management's job isn't to do, never should be, right? Right? It's to direct, right? <clears throat> um, if they also hired middle management that had a customer centric focus, then everything they directed would would be from that position, from that perspective. And mm -hmm. they'd be able to represent it in every room and they'd be able to show significant value in every room. Right. Every room they're in. Right. Right. And and then ensure that everything that came back to them, they looked at through the lens of customer centricity and customer focus. Right. How is this going to going to create a better experience for the customer? than what than the prior version and if that doesn't exist then it's not done we're not shipping it it's interesting that you say middle management because somebody asked me recently about culture that it was actually a question while i was speaking about digital transformation to a, a, a bunch of finance and marketing folks um, and my answer probably surprised them because they either expected the answer to be top down or bottom up right to say Culture has to come from the top. There has to be a vision and that vision has to be communicated and everybody needs to understand it. That's one philosophy. Another philosophy is culture is built from the bottom and people 
come together and determine how they want to be led. And then they push that up, which is usually less successful, but I guess possible. My answer was more that culture, either successful or failure is a middle out problem. Right? Yeah, I would agree so with it's, that. It's, it's the middle management that A, are closest to the people doing the work and therefore have a better appreciation for what it takes to get done and should be communicating appropriately up and communicating the vision down. So they're the conduit of both the vision and strategy and the reality of life and the floor. But if you have poor middle management, then by that extent, you'll have a poor culture. Well, and let's think about that logically, right? If we look at enterprises, um, and the, 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 your kind of average enterprise, do you want to take, you guys want to take a guess at what percentage of people are in management positions of the total workforce in an enterprise? Of the average enterprise. Yeah. Um, large, 30, large enterprise. Let's be specific. 30%. Large. Okay. That's pretty good. 20? 41. 41% of a large enterprise, uh, right. which, which in your definition means director and above, would you say, or VP uh, above? Uh, director. 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 Okay. Right. Um, using DOL statistics, that's where I got the data from. Right. Um, and, and if you think about it, it logically makes sense, right? Like we, we, we've worked for organizations that are large organizations and typically they say you want people to manage between direct manage between 10 and 12 people. Right. Right. Okay. So you have 250,000 employees in an organization. Yeah. Okay. Instantly makes sense that 41% yeah. of that organization is going to be middle yeah. manager. There's a, there's 11 levels. So therefore, right. right. Yeah. At least seven um, of those are middle management. <laughs> right. Right. So yeah. if you think through that logically, Culture has to be a middle out, right? Right. You take direction, you take your pace, you take your tone from your leader, from your manager, right? right. Far more than you do from the from the people sitting next to you, right. right? The only time you really take it from the people sitting next to you, where it truly is bottom up, is when management is disconnected. Mm -hmm. Then it's absolutely bottom up. Yeah, because then right? groups of people are huddling together to survive effectively. It's, Correct. You know, it's it's the plane crash scenario. Correct. <laughs> Correct. So I would argue that if you have an organization where you have, where you feel that the culture is driven bottom up, your middle management isn't doing their job. Right. Right. And that, that doesn't mean they should be slave drivers, quite the opposite, but they should be the trendsetter. They should be the pace setter. They should be the shining light that gives their people directionality and focus and drive and, and passion and all of the things that you want. And if your middle management isn't doing that, fire them. Right. That's a hundred percent their job. 100% their job is to motivate the 12 people that directly report to them. Yeah. Right. If they're failing to do that, you don't have middle management. You have paper pushers and you can automate paper pushing. So just automate can, paper pushing and get rid of them. Can they learn those skills? Can they uh, learn to be customer centric to catch those changes? I think if they have the desire, they 100% can learn it. It's not that hard. Go experience the thing and keep focus on the things that you would change to better that experience is not hard. They don't need to be perfect. They don't need to be experts. We're not saying, I'm not saying hire customer centricity consultants for middle yeah. management, right? That's not what I'm saying. What I am saying is represent the customer in every meeting that you're in. Don't leave an empty chair for the customer. Sit in the chair for the customer, your middle management. Your job isn't to do, your job is to motivate your team to execute properly. You're never going to steer the team wrong when your focus is on improving the customer experience before everything else. 
which is suggesting two things two things are wrong so wrong thing number one is senior executives are determining who should be promoted without having a real appreciation on whether they have the skill sets as you just talked about they only in many ways make promotions based on their explicit skill set and the job they were doing and then to to make it worse is we're not appropriately measuring middle management to do things like cultural enablement we're measuring them as a collective of their team so if the collective of their team is to produce five features in a single sprint then we're measuring them on that and not on how well are you motivating this team what's how are you encouraging them to communicate? How are you ensuring that they understand the vision and mission of the company? Have you tested them on that recently, right? Have you asked them to make decisions based on customers? We don't measure middle management like that at all. Correct. So we put people in the wrong seats and then we've effectively said, do work instead of the <laughs> company, yeah. right? Well, instead of yes. Company. And the, sub, the, the subtext is kind of, we don't really know what you should do. We didn't know what we should have done when we were in that position. So just do your best to not screw it up too bad. Yeah. The only thing we know for sure is we don't want to do it. Co correct. correct. <laughs> Somebody told us you needed to exist. Your position needed to exist. And we really need a warm body in it because we haven't figured out how to ro how to put a robot in it. So mazel right. tov. Exactly. And, and, and what I'm suggesting is let's not do that. <laughs> I know. I know. If you were to offer one is, suggestion. Right, right. I know this is highly controversial, right? But let's not do that. Let's, stop right? it. let's not put white toast in middle management, right? Let's spice it up a bit. Let's right. let's ask for more, but let's set expectations, right? I'm not saying just fire people, right? I'm saying let's redefine their expectations, attempt to train them, and if they fail to eagerly take to the training, fire them. Right. We don't need any more bad middle management. We don't need any more bad management, period. But let's just concentrate on middle management for a moment. Right. And what if and there are seven levels of middle management? Then all seven <laughs> of them need to be more more customer focused than the last. And, and you're right? kind I mean, of I mean, if you're because they didn't learn the lesson on the first two levels and yet escalating through the sure. next four. Right. But but the fact is we're inheriting a system, right? Right. Right. And so so look, if every single conversation that happened in those seven levels was how does this improve the experience for the customer as the first question to as a gate, effectively, if you can't answer the first question, well, we don't even talk about the remainder. Come back when you can answer that question. Well, right. think about how much more transformational these companies would be. Right. Right. Hey, Bob, what have you done today to improve customer experience? I mean, I know it sounds kitschy and, and, and kind of dumb and and, and kind of like everybody hates Mondays kind of questions. But at the same time, what you ask that question, what, twice a year? Come on, that's a terrible time to ask it. Well, we, right? we wonder we're, why digital transformation fails. This is why digital transformation fails. We were both in the Gartner uh, presentation that talked about digital transformation. There was one slide that clearly popped out and it was 72% of companies have a digital transformation program. 8% of them have achieved the goals they laid out. Right. That's a pretty dramatic. Difference. Eight? Eight. 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 Of wow. the 72%, only 8% of them achieved the goals they laid out. Um, also, also, I want to be honest. They did not say they were good digital transformation. They right. did not say they were actually achieving the definition of digital transformation. Just right. that they had achieved 
what they set out to do. So their digital transformation was we want a dam and we want to better understand our customer end statement. Right. And then eight, only 8% achieve them. Right. That's if it was, we just want to digitize this thing we were doing that was manual before, and that's what we're calling digital transformation, still only 8% of them achieve the goal. And the irony is this was based on a survey. So this was a self-responded. Correct. Self-assessment <laughs> of 8%, that 8% are successful. Right. Yeah, yeah, wait, 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 hold up a moment. So if we're saying that the company leadership is not understanding the customer, they're building programs to transform, but they're not achieving them. What is the definition of leadership then for them? Are they leading their people or to try to deliver a service or a product to their customers? So yeah. why is it only so, 8%? That's the question. Yeah. Well, I, I think the question is bigger than that. But okay. um, I would have liked to have known, like, survey question number one, um, have, you, have you discussed digital transformation inside your organization? Survey question number two, when you talk about digital transformation, what does it mean? <laughs> right. Right? And, and here's 25 terms. Pick five. Right. That close, close, closest aligned to digital transformation for you. Let's make sure we're all kind of maybe not on the same page, but maybe in the same ballpark. Right. Right. Like we can all fit in the same 65,000 seat stadium. We don't even have to be on the field. <laughs> right. Because most of what I see is being called digital transformation. Flat isn't. Right. Right. Netflix is not transformative because they digitized. Which they ironically digitized would actually because they are the transformative. That would suggest they could achieve better results, given that they're changing the definition to suit their purposes. Yet they're still not sure. achieving that sure. goal. Yet they're still not achieving the results. Yes. <laughs> yes. You and, think and, it'd be in the fifties if that was true. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, but so but it's still likely things. true. But it's also but digital transformation is also seen as the biggest motion your company is going to go through. Right. Right. So if 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 there are four things that are true, the first is seventy two percent of companies are embarking on digital transformation. The second thing is they're not, they're likely just based on, you know, observed experience, they're likely not actually using a definition of digital transformation that is custom, truly customer centric and data driven. Correct. Yeah. Three, it's the biggest um, project their company will embark on. And four, they're failing to achieve the outcomes. Right. Right. Then the question actually is what is senior leadership doing? Right. Right. And if they're all listening to consulting organizations, steer them down the wrong path, let's close down some consulting organizations. Let's stop spending money at these consulting organizations. Right. Right. Like th there's obviously a problem there. Maybe stop throwing good money after bad would be a, a, a good way to start. Right. Another mill to McKinsey. <laughs> right. Right. So let me ask you a question because we saw the, the giant leap on generative AI this past year. And a lot of people have added the word into, oh, we need to add the word so we can do our digital transformation. Is there a place where that plays or that just plain bull that they're just putting it so it has a buzzword? It's because we're talking bingo. about changes. So it's buzzword? buzzword bingo. Of course. I'm not saying you can't use Generative AI as part of your digital transformation strategy. Sure. Like 
but 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 it's a it's a line item. It's not a it's not a key component. Right. Right. Saying my digital transformation requires generative AI, which I could totally see people saying. I was gonna um, say that. You is can like more. Well, it's like saying I need nitrous in my minivan. <laughs> I don't I'm need nitrous. There. Like there are absolutely people. I've got a friend that built a thousand horsepower Honda Odyssey. <laughs> He's been. It was a car guy his whole life. Um, he became a family man and had three kids. And he's like, I still want to be a car guy, but I, I live in Southern California. I don't have garage space. So I can only have one car. So I'm just going to make the meanest Honda Odyssey possible. That is great. That is a terrible, terrible vehicle for, for every other Honda Odyssey owner. So, loudest car in the student pickup lane. Right. <laughs> right. So, so and, and saying I have to have generative AI in order to do the transformation is exactly the same thing. Right. Saying I have to have generative AI for anything that's not a really specific use case where generative AI will benefit is terrible. And if we need further evidence of that, let's just take the GM dealership that was convinced to sell a GMC Yukon for a dollar. Oh, right? I yeah. saw that over that Christmas. That was brilliant. Um, I'm not or, familiar with the story. Give, tell me the story. So so they, they set up a, a generative AI sales agent that would <laughs> like allow you to configure car. price and quote a car. Yeah. And a guy worked the generative AI to get them it to price and sell him a Yukon for a dollar, eighty-four thousand dollar car, for wow. a dollar. Nice. Yeah, yeah, right. He convinced so it to go into test. What are he convinced it that it was a this was a test scenario, <laughs> right? Right, and walked through convincing the generative AI to sell it for a dollar. Right, a generative AI is a three-year-old at best, yeah. right? Three-year-olds still believe that this is stealing their nose. <laughs> I'm not sure we should trust it with the financials of the company. <laughs> right. Right. Did they have to um, honor that sale, by the way? Like, I, I, the... I, I, uh, yes, but I think he was testing it. I don't think he actually went all the way right. through to buy the car. Now, now, what about the other guy that um, convinced the generative AI on Ford's electric webpage that it was, in fact, selling Teslas? <laughs> And to position Tesla against Ford in in all the ways that Tesla would win, and then it just recommended Tesla, right, right. Like again, these things are three year olds. Stop expecting them to replace employees. Right. That doesn't mean there's not good use cases for them. It does not mean that there are not fantastic use cases for them. Right. Right. Are they digitally transformative? I mean, they're transformative. But if you think that's the goal of the digital transformation, you've got your head up your ass. You right. are a three-year-old. If you right. think that's the definition of digital transformation, you also are a three-year-old. Stop it. Right. So, so you've highlighted two problems so far. Problem number one, their definition is poor. Problem number two, they're thinking there's silver bullets and Gen AI is just the, the latest one. Problem number three, is it has it been destruction? They've had to do other things and therefore haven't spent time on digital transformation? Oh, I would say that's absolutely a distraction. Yeah. Right. And every time we chase the shiny bubble, the shiny bubble turns out to just have been a distraction. Right. right. And and then what you find is companies that didn't get distracted leapfrog you. Right. Right. You're trying to gain this competitive edge and you grab the latest shiny bobble and try to incorporate the latest shiny bobble only to find that while you were messing around with the shiny bobble that wasn't ready for production, right? The the tortoise just shot way past you. Right. Because you're you're the rabbit looking for a shortcut. There is no shortcut. Right. Um, I've also noticed that they 
good portion of organizations are confusing the difference between the journey that their customers desire and creating duplicative or competitive journeys that their competitors are doing. And sometimes yeah. they start by saying, by picking the wrong competitors, right? They think they're in a market space that um, the three names they would name, in fact, aren't even attracting the same customer segment. Sure. But they think they are because they don't know. They're just coming to a conclusion that they may not sure. have fact about. I also have to question if, hmm, how, how much of this world do we live in? where if you name a competitor and that competitor doesn't name you as a competitor, it's still a competition. Right. right? Like I work for a small analyst firm. If I name Gartner as a competitor, Gartner would never name me as a competitor. Right. They're going to name Forrester and IDC. Right? right. Okay. So then we're not actually competitors. In no way do they feel they're competing with me. Right. Right. When I play barroom darts, no matter how good I am, I'm not competing at the national level. <laughs> Right. <laughs> right. I've got work to do. Right. And I say that as someone that someday hopes to be on the list of people that Gartner feels they're competing against. But I'm not foolish enough today to say I'm competing for Gartner against Gartner. Gartner's not competing with me. Right. Right. So that's the other thing that I see all the time. Stop saying this is our competitor when, in fact, they're not even remotely aware of you. <laughs> right. Right. Don't aim for S tier. Maybe if you're at if you're just starting out, maybe aim for C and B tier. Right. right. Be disruptive and, at that point. And what you'll find is some organizations that um, shotgun their offerings instead of rifle their offerings, they'll start to name competitors on the offering set, not on the company itself. Right. So all of a sudden, you yes, you'll have widget one, widget two, widget three, but then all of a sudden you think you're competing with this multinational global conglomerate that sells the best top right-hand quarter MQ widget, when in fact you're the most nichest widget you could possibly deliver on. For sure. You, you couldn't be any more bottom left and you're sure. comparing yourselves in those two angles because yeah. you do 15 different things. The problem with mm -hmm. 15 different things is there's no single consumer of those 15 different things. So now yeah, and, you don't have a list what you, of three competitors. You have a list of 30 right. competitors. Well, that, that's right. not helpful. No. no. How do you know what you're going to do when you have a list of 30 competitors? Right. How do you know what should be on your roadmap? How do you know what your next target is? Right. Versus, right. you know, again, if we do the S tier to D tier kind of thing, right, focus on the tier, the tier directly above you. Right. Right. How do you displace them? It's a whole lot easier than how do I displace the S tier? Right. Sure. That's, that's a fine northern light in the C-suite. But when it comes to actually getting work done, right, you're not going to leapfrog them. Sure. It's entirely reasonable that you'll beat, it, beat them on a deal or two. Right. Still not competing. Hmm. Right. I can uh, look, I don't play basketball for shit. I can certainly cut off the, uh, the bus of a national, naturally competitive, uh, basketball team. Doesn't mean I want, it just means I got the opportunity to cut their bus off once or twice. <laughs> right. right. Like, right. Let's not, let's not, you know, again, con conflate I the want, two things. I want to see you against LeBron. <laughs> no, no, you don't. One-on-one. -on -one. No. Cause I'd walk out, I'd walk out to the court carrying a pretzel. <laughs> right so what are we playing here uh, uh hopefully nothing with a basketball <laughs> right, like, like, no i can't i can't think of one thing i could do 
as well as LeBron. Um, like, like I don't even mean as well, but like in the same tier. I couldn't. <laughs> the simplest thing in the world has to be passing the ball in. Right. Even in one-on-one, he's going to pass the ball in far better than I am. <laughs> like I'll drop it half the time. Half the time, the ball, I'm going to miss it. Half the time, he's going to throw it at my chest. It's going to hit. It's going to bounce off. And it's just going to come right back to him. Right. Like, like there is, I don't, I don't, I don't know basketball very well, but he, there's no way we're coming close to each other in the tip off. Right. There's no part of dribbling, passing, moving, shooting, re- rebounding that we've even come close to. Yeah. Now I kind of want to fucking see it. <laughs> so, so, so that's a, that's a good analogy. Should you bring a LeBron James to help you with your digital transformation strategy when you're not playing basketball? Or the well, opposite. Don't well, think you are LeBron James when you're not. Right? right don't think right. you're top right-hand corner when, in fact, the reality is something very different and you're not being open and honest about where your position is in this market space. Well, so think about what it takes to be LeBron James, like the headspace that he's currently in. I don't mean LeBron when he first started out. I don't mean LeBron when he first became an NBA player, when he got promoted. I mean today, right now. Right. Think about the headspace that he has to be in at this particular part of his career. Right. Right. If you're playing JV basketball, like you're running a JV basketball team, don't bring in LeBron. Right. Don't bring in win. LeBron to transform your team. Motivational speaker, great. Okay, guys, so you heard from LeBron. You heard about his journey. You heard what it took to get there. Let's start with the fundamentals. Right. Right. You heard this him say he, he dribbled the ball 5,000 times a day. Let's start with 100. Right. Right. Recognize where you're at. Right. And recognize that were you to hire LeBron to coach JV, Probably still not going to have a winning JV team. You'll feel the, the stands, no doubt. Doesn't yeah. mean they're going to win. Is LeBron adequately positioned to teach a JV team, a middle school team? Right. Right. And so think about that as well when you're recruiting, right? Are you recruiting people that are positioned to take you to the place that you want to go in the next 18 months? Mm-hmm. Right. Two years. Don't look for people that have that have that have carried companies to an exit recently when your exit is 10 years away. Right. Be properly no sized, be properly of, motivated. There's no number of Simon Sinek TED Talks that are going to improve an existing leadership team without a lot more other ingredients. They're not going to revolutionize it. Right. They may evolve it. Right. But they're not gonna they're not gonna be fully transformative. Right. Is there any other remaining reason why it's only eight percent? Ran out of money. Ran out of money. They right. were promised a hundred million and they got two. Yeah, yeah. I could totally see that happening frequently, right? Right. You have you have uh champagne wishes and Bud Light budget. <laughs> right. And so you, you spend two million dollars with the best consultants to develop a plan that's perfect for who you aren't, but who you wish you were. Yeah. Um, and they come back and they go, they go, Great, we're ready to launch it. It's a one point three billion dollar project, and you're like, oh. Oh no, that two million was all we had. <laughs> right. right. It's the perfect fifty slide Accenture deck. Right. Right. <laughs> right. I would assume that happens some um, probably larger than eight percent of the time. Mm. You know? Like yeah. I, I, you know. 
They just can't. I would get assume to the next enormous misscoping happens, right? And then it's like, okay, cool. So what can we do for like seven million? Well, nothing, nothing. If you'd have told me you had seven million to spend in the beginning, right? I would have built a plan to to move the needle seven million. Right. right. When you said this was digital transformation. It was the most important thing. You had plenty of cash on hand. Right. Right. And sure, some of it's on us for not not being specific. Right. Yeah. Um, and it's it's also entirely reasonable that it comes back with, yes, I, I wholeheartedly think our board will give us a hundred million. Right. They've committed, and then you come back and you go, okay, here's the perfect plan. And they go, Oh, we didn't think you'd actually get this far. <laughs> we don't we don't we don't have hundred million. We got seven. We got seven. So seven. <laughs> And if you right? do well like, with that seven, I got three more. Right. Let's right see. Let's see how you do with. Let's say you do with seven, and then you know we'll talk about like a million a quarter. This would be really good. Right. And you're like, no, I needed a hundred million to do this. Like, how well, about we just yeah, shift in it? You've given them an interesting plan, and then they're looking for a detailed business plan with an up payback of two quarters. Right. Right. Almost right, right. impossible. Right. Right. We're we're we need a ninety day ROI. We're willing to push it to one eighty. Right. Right. It's like, no, it's never, it doesn't work that way. It's never going to happen. Right. Yeah. Right. So, so Curlis, there you go. Top five it. reasons why it's only 8%. <laughs> Starting the year. And I think that the key for the leaders that are listening is the year starting. Take time to really nail down where you want to go. Like you said, if you're planning and you have two mil, say that that's the amount that you have for the whole, not just, oh, yeah, let's start here and let's see where we go, because you may end up with a plan that you can never implement. And that money is just wasted down the drain. So, my friends, we're back. Make sure that you share, you subscribe, and we'll see you on our next episode.